Okay, welcome back to another edition of the TMG Podcast. This is Chris Dufresne. Um, we're coming to you from uh, Chino Hills again uh, on a Wednesday instead of Tuesday so we can kind of take a look at the college football rankings that are coming out every Tuesday now. Um, uh, before we get to that, I, <laughs> I, 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 have to men- I have to mention... This this start of the college basketball season. Which, <laughs> do you do you have to really? Oh my! In China? I mean, I mean, what what a great opening day! <laughs> oh, just when you thought they couldn't, you know, they were trying to change the subject on this sport. Uh, the uh, UCLA Bruins go to uh, go to China well, along with Georgia Tech, and Georgia Tech Tony is involved in this a little, a little bit. Oh uh, yes, I know. <laughs> so, so I, it's. Uh, you, you almost can't make this this stuff up, but uh, you get three UCLA players uh, in a shoplifting thing over in China. Which, I, first of all, if, you know, if if you're on the uh, the any on, on the team at UCLA, don't you sit these kids down and say, "Listen, boys, uh, here here are a few things you don't do in China." Uh, hey, <laughs> when my eighth grader went with her class to Germany many years ago. They put the fear of God into them, okay? Right. And, and I, I, I would not, I cannot imagine that they didn't have that conversation with the UCLA basketball team. These, hey, these, it should go, these guys will put you under the jail and not think anything about it. Tony, they're good sunglasses, though. Yeah, Louis Vuitton, uh, Louis Vuitton's, yeah. Who knew? Uh, I just, I, these, these, these things are, are Sometimes you just hit you hit your head against the wall and you're going. What? what well, I just I just want to know when is Daddy Ball going to have the press? Okay, that's what I want to. Da- da- I want I want to see that. Daddy Daddy Ball is there. You know he's he's opening a line of like a pop these pop up shoe stores in in China, and it, the greatest thing yesterday was the quotes that said he can't comment on on uh, you know advice of counsel, which was the huh. the greatest thing I've heard come out of his mouth in 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 ten that's- years. Uh, but you know, then apparently the the kids were released today on on bond or bail or whatever they do in China. But uh, I, I I don't get it. And, and and overall, the sport could this sport have had a better? I mean, a worse um, uh, you know ramp up to this season. I mean, I I don't know what it, it's it's mind boggling that that a sport could screw up so much. But yes. Uh-huh. Anyway, let's get on to let's get on to. Uh, our sport, college football, which is going much better, except for the Big Ten. Um, and Herb, are you there? Are you are you hiding? Are you, I, I, are you in? I your, am here. Are you in your Wisconsin uh, sweater or whatever? Um, yeah, I got I got my nice fleece uh, jacket. For, it was on sale at, at Columbia the other day. We were coming down from uh, from Wisconsin, and and there was a deal on them. So I, I wonder if they know something we don't know. <laughs> Well, you, you, you never know. Well, let's talk about what happened this week in the in the college football uh, playoff rankings uh, that came out uh, yesterday. And not much move at the top. No one expected any move with the with the top teams. But the Big Ten took a big hit. Uh, Herb, um, can you explain the plight of you? Wrote a little bit about this um, about Big Ten scheduling and uh, and Wisconsin's plight going forward. You have the yeah. Floor. I mean. We were just talking about that before we went on the air. Uh, 
they've got a problem, I think. I think it's a more serious problem than, you know, on the one hand, it's, it's, it's really difficult to believe, as Barry Alvarez said the other day, that, that a 13-0 and unbeaten Power 5 champion would be left out of the, the four. On the other hand, when you look at the, the resume, it's also hard to believe it's hard to understand who would be one of the, you know, I see the Wisconsin could easily be sixth in the final poll. I mean, if uh-huh. you say Georgia and Alabama are going to be there, if they play a tight game and Clemson is going to be there. Uh, and if not Clemson, then it, it could be Miami. Uh, and certainly, you know, Oklahoma or TCU um, who, and Notre Dame, of course, you know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of scenarios where the the rankings don't change, where Wisconsin doesn't get higher than sixth. Right. On the other hand, you know they're going to play. You know, as Tony mentioned, they're going to play some teams. There's they're still going to have a Michigan. Iowa is is a more quality opponent coming up Saturday. But at the same time, I think the people in the Big Ten are very nervous and and deservedly so. Yeah, you brought up a good point, Herb, in your story. And a lot of this has to do with expanded conferences uh, and divisional play where you don't get uh, the crossover games you need. And in a year where uh, a BYU falls apart on, on you in the non-conference and then you don't play Penn State or Ohio State in the other division, you can you, that, that's, the, that's the thing that it's hard to imagine a Big Ten team playing a Big Ten schedule and having the schedule rank that Wisconsin has in November. But this is how it happens, right? And, and well, not nine uh, conference games. And nine conference games. How does, you know, it, that, it, it boggles the mind that you can have, they have, I think, the worst schedule strength of, uh, of, the, of the top 25 this week. And that seems, you know, that's the question to ask. How, did, how does that happen? And we, you know, and a lot of these little different factors uh, factor into it. But, uh, well, you know, and, and the, the rankings are so subjective. I mean, I, I was surprised last night. Northwestern checks in at 25. And, and who has Northwestern beaten in the last few weeks? Iowa and Michigan State. And, and apparently those don't count, you know, because those teams are ranked far higher. You know, you, you can play this game any way you want. I'm, I'm not necessarily criticizing it, but, you know, you can take quality wins versus bad losses, you know, but at the same time, I mean, if Northwestern beats Michigan State and Iowa, how are they that much higher in the rankings, you know, based on, you know, I mean, Northwestern doesn't have any horrible losses. <laughs> right. their, their losses are Penn State, Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, how does, how does, but, go ahead, Tony. I just going to say, but the, but the thing about it is the way the schedule sets up, you know, with all of, all of the top 10, top 15 matchups we got coming up just this week, a lot of teams are going to fall by the wayside. Now, can Wisconsin get from eight to four? Uh, I don't know. Okay, I don't know, but uh, I, I got I gotta believe. First of all, understand that Barry Alvarez is no longer on the committee, and that's an issue. Because <laughs> yes. I, I promise you, uh, we know enough about that room to know that Barry Alvarez is a strong personality in that room. All right. Yes, he is. And that's why he came out the way he did when asked about it. Uh, can't imagine a 13 and 0 team left out. What he's saying, I can't imagine that my team would be left out. And I, if I was in the room, I could make sure they don't get left out. But I'm not in the room anymore. Yeah. And that's that is an issue for uh, Wisconsin. I don't think Wisconsin is going to beat whoever the 
Big Ten East champion is. So I think I don't think we're going to have to face. But if we do have to face it, it's going to be a long Saturday night on December third. Yeah, December second. So, Jersey Jersey guy, you have any thoughts on this? Well, the the the, the bit the, the big thing about this uh, guys is that if, if Wisconsin if what if the SEC or the Big Ten gets left out of the mix. That's the only thing that will even begin to start the, the question of, of going to 18s because those are the only two conferences that have enough juice to, to make a move. Other than uh, the ACC, ACC, Pac-12, and Big 12 don't have enough juice. Their teams get left out. But but if Delaney uh, or Sankey guys get left out, then there'll be discussion at least. I don't think it'll, it won't change, but it'll certainly be brought up. Yeah. Uh, Herb mentioned some interesting, uh, uh, you know, fluctuation in the, in the ranking this week, Michigan State went up 12 spots to number yeah. two, to, to number 12. But the, <clears throat> but the team they beat dropped seven <laughs> to number 14. So, I mean, it's like uh, and, and USC, had, USC oh. goes up six spots to number 11, which I thought was an interesting rise uh, uh, for the Trojans. Uh, you know, they had a nice win over uh, for Arizona, but, uh, you know, it's really okay. Um, kind of some curious uh, manipulation going on here, or is that what it is? You know, well, the, the way the way the thing is set up, and I mean, I've been in the room and done it. I mean, the way yeah. it's set up, you 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 if you 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 really, it's almost manipulation proof. You know, unless everybody agrees in the room, that's where they're going to vote because everybody votes by secret ballot, and you do it in groups of six teams at mm-hmm. a time. Okay. And so it, it's. Uh, I, I think I think everybody in the room said, you know what, we've got Michigan State too low. We've got to put them in position just in case they run the table and win the damn thing. Okay? Yeah. Um, we, yeah. We I, got, they they got to be within. They got to at least be within striking distance. Yeah. Okay? Um, yeah. I, right. Look at you know they're right there with Ohio State and Penn State. I mean, whoever comes out of the East is going to be you know in position to be discussed. That's for sure. Yeah, as as the uh, the, Pac- the Pac-12 uh, homer, we and we don't even mention the Pac-12 in these in these rankings very much for good reason. But look at where Washington is sitting right behind. They're yep. right behind Wisconsin. Now, uh, here's my yep. question, boys: uh, Washington is sitting right by was was behind Wisconsin, but but Washington has a chance. And this is why I think the USC moves were were interesting because USC, if they keep winning, is going to be a top ten team. When Washington gets to them, also Washington has gets to play Washington State, which is, which is you know in the top fifteen right now. They also get to play uh, at Stanford, which is a I would say a bubble team right now on in the top twenty five. But what if Washington is is one loss Washington, and and Wisconsin's thirteen and zero? What what's the story? And Washington's just beaten Stanford, Washington State, and USC. I think one thing you got to keep in mind. I, I looked this up. I mean, for the first three years of the of the college football playoffs, there has been one unbeaten team and three one loss teams. You know, and for all of this analysis about strength of schedule and defense and and all of the other things, it often comes down to you know fewest losses. And you know, we may see a two loss team in the in the playoff this year. But until we see it, it hasn't happened. So, you know, I, I think that's something to really keep in mind. That, that yeah. For all of that, losses are, are really way high up there. 
guys, there, there's a reason that Auburn yep. with two losses is at 10. That's, okay? that's right. They're the highest ranked two loss team because if they run the table, they would have beaten number one Georgia, number two Alabama, and then number one Georgia again. Yeah, that's that was the other interesting move I thought in the ranking. That and one and and one of their losses was on the road <coughs> at at number four. Yeah. Okay. So, but we, yeah, two loss team hadn't gotten in. But if Auburn runs, which they're not, but if they did run the table and finish eleven and two with two wins over Georgia, one win over Alabama. Uh, well, you know. why did the, why did the committee why did it take them this long to figure that out? Wasn't that the same scenario last week? But it seems like this week they, they positioned Auburn, they recognized well, that, and then they positioned them accordingly. Well, to, to, to quote Mark Blauschen, <laughs> quoting Bar- Barbara Hedges, that was then, then this is now. This is now. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's another question, guys. Steve Weaver will get back on the committee this weekend, so there's a change there again. So all I can tell you. Yeah, all, is, hell, all hell broke loose. That's, a, that's, that's the, what came out of that. So right. We're glad to see Weeb's back. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so it, like I said, it'll probably all it'll probably play its way out. Uh, we'll get to the games that that could determine that. But a couple other subjects. I anybody have a problem? And I'm writing about this for Broken Coverage today. Florida State replaying its game against Louisiana Monroe out of the goodness of their hearts because you know all these kids deserve to play that game. Um, yes. Uh, it, you know that game was wiped out by the hurricane. Um, but uh, Florida State needs to get to six wins somehow to extend their bowl streak that dates back to uh, 1982, and now they're going to reschedule Louisiana Monroe on the uh, the same Saturday of the ACC championship game, which a lot of mm-hmm. us thought they'd be playing in. Instead, they're going to be well, playing. What? Anybody have a problem with scheduling a game to get to get to six wins? I I, I, listen, I don't care. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't care. I, I don't care. I'm gonna spit out my coffee. The, the the parents, the parents will be there. Okay, the parents will be there. Louisiana Monroe has to do it to get their check. Okay, you know they play the game. They go to a bowl. Who cares? Huh? <laughs> you guys are missing the point. Jimbo Fisher, when he recruits, promises recruits they would Florida State would play a championship Saturday. They're playing a championship side. <laughs> right. There you go. I mean, that's, that's as simple as that. Come on, guys. That's pretty easy to figure out. Um, well, I would give a three-word answer, which is follow the money. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm sure that there there is a financial incentive to play that game, and that usually decides these things. Yeah. There is still herb. It's going the other way. Florida State's got to play a guarantee of at least a million dollars probably to, to, from Monroe, and there won't be any people well, in the stand. So where's I, the money coming from? I agree. Well, I, the, seat, yeah. the seats are sold, and the television revenue, uh, I think you need to play the game or else give the TV boys a, a rebate. I mean, I'm not okay. sure, but just uh, uh, to, to, it tells I, me that fee is involved. I agree. I agree with what Tony said. Who cares? Well, what I would like to right. see is just somebody put out a statement that, that you know, that reflects what is actually going on here, and said, "Well, the kids, every, the kids deserve to play this twelfth game." You know, Jimbo put out a, fit, a statement. Just say, "We really, we really want to extend this bowl streak. We really want that sixth mm-hmm. win. We really, uh, this is important to our school um, because 
Yeah, I'll tell you what, Miami is not playing Arkansas State. Uh, uh, no. You know, no. because and if Florida State was in in a position to in, uh, to be in the college football playoff, they wouldn't be playing that game. Uh, no way, no how are they risking uh, you know life and limb uh, to play an extra game they don't need. Um, so just you know, that's maybe the only. I don't even have a problem with it either, but it's just like when I read Jimbo's statements, I'm okay, all right, all right, all right. We know why you're doing this. You need six wins. Um, but anyway, moving on, uh, Jersey guy, Mark Blouchin wrote a, a story. We have several uh, T, uh, uh, TMG Newsmakers of the Week. It, it looks, um, it's kind of like our iChart week. Uh, we put up all these schools, uh, the FSU, UAB, UVA, FAU, FIU, uh, and F, FU to, uh, to a lot of these uh, other teams that didn't make this, but all teams that were kind of comeback kids, six wins, bowl eligible, Fresno the great State. Great story those guys, especially our boy Lane Kiffin you know, and Butch Davis down in Florida, turned things around in one year. That's that's pretty, I'll, I'll give him credit for that. Good for them. Yeah, but luckily he's not talking about it much or tweeting at all. He's, he's pretty much taking the, <laughs> the high road on this. Uh, but... Uh, uh, the biggest. What do you think the, is the biggest surprise among those schools? Is it um, Fresno State, which is six and three, and uh, uh, or or is it Florida, uh, Florida Atlantic, the, the link? No, nah, it's Fresno. They were one and eleven last year, I think, Doof, weren't they? I they mean, were, that was a pretty bad situation. Yeah, their 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 one win was against uh, Sacramento State too. Uh, right. So yeah, I, th- I think that's the biggest turnaround in terms of. I mean. Florida Atlanta, one of the four was, you know, I mean, both of them were, were not great, you know. And Virginia, Virginia was was two and ten last year. Yeah. Uh, um, Tony, you have any words about our boy Lane Kiffin? What the job, the, the bang up job he's done at Florida, Florida Atlantic? Um. I will, I will, I will simply say, are you not entertained? Okay. <laughs> Are you not entertained? No, he's done. His offense is wide open. But I tell you, before him, take a look, guys, at the job that Bill Clark is doing at UAB. Yes, at UAB. Yep. At UAB, where they literally killed the damn football program. They did. They did. And he stayed. And when they reinstituted, and he's they're six and three. Okay. They they're six and three. After they killed the damn football program. It's pretty good. Uh, he, he has done a tremendous job of getting them back up to speed in a relatively short amount of time. Absolutely. It's, it's football in Alabama, though, Tony. Come on. Let's, you know, they open, they open the back door and 20, 20 recruits will show up. I know. They are <laughs> players. But listen, you know, they don't have that much money. They're playing at Legion Field, or at least what's left of Legion Field. And uh, I just think that guy's doing a hell of a job. How, yeah, Tony, how well does Lane have to do there to, to, to get another shot somewhere else? To be a lot oh, of so, uh, yeah, it, it it depends on because of the offense. He's absolutely going to get another shot. Now, Lane's issues that we have, as we have discussed many times have nothing to do with his ability to coach football. Okay, he does that really well, particularly offensive football. It's it's do you want the entertainment value that comes with Lane, and so you got to be careful about that. But I, I, I'm getting I'm getting emails and, and tweets and stuff from Florida people. They 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 either want they either want him or the guy except for Florida Scott Frost. They want Lane they Kiffin want in Florida, really? I have heard Ooh. from people who. I, hey hey guys, 
I've heard from Tennessee people. <laughs> okay? We're sorry. They said, all is forgiven. Yes, you put our program in the toilet. <laughs> but no, all is forgiven. Come back and let's score some points. Wow, so, yeah. Wow, that's it. That is interesting. Um, Lane, Lane Kiffin ought to go to Oregon State. That's what he ought to do. Yeah, there's so. a couple. There's a couple inter- interesting names floating around. Rick Neuheisel uh, may want you know may want that job, and um, and what about uh, your boy Les Miles too, itching to get back in? Oh, I don't see him in Corvallis, but uh, you know that 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 could be a, a landing spot for a, at least an interesting uh, an interesting coach would be which would be uh, something new there since going well, back to Dennis Erickson. Um, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have at least three openings and maybe four in the SEC, so it's gonna be an interesting. <laughs> obviously Tennessee, obviously Florida, obviously Ole Miss, Texas A and M. Yeah, okay. Did what about what what about Arkansas? Did, did Brett save his 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 job with that you know, big win over it Coast? Is, it is that it's hard to get a handle on that because you guys know Jeff Long, the athletic director. Yeah. He's not a he's not a flamethrower. No. He, he's he's sort of a steady as you go kind of guy. But guys, he is eleven and twenty six in the SEC. Well, eleven and twenty six, and not only that, Coastal Carolina um, had to had to had to work like heck to beat beat the mighty Coastal Carolina guys. Chanticleers. 39-38, boys and girls, and a, and a bad Coastal Carolina team. Yes, that's not which a good one. Which I guess is redundant, but yes. <laughs> and, and he, oh, what happens to Arkansas if they lose to Georgia? And, uh, uh, I was wondering if you were going to bring that up, Blau. I'm telling you, if he loses to both Georgia, yeah. he, needs, he needs to win one of these. If he loses to both Georgia and Alabama, the LSU loss when they led 20 to nothing just killed them. Right. Just, absolutely killed them. And there are going to be people who say, you know what, this guy, if they lose to Georgia and Alabama, who are only the number one and number right, number two teams in the nation, uh, there are going to be people who say, you know what, this guy ain't getting it done. I mean, he, he had a team like this, and it's amazing. I think they got a real shot to beat Georgia Saturday night. I really do. Now, I picked I pick Georgia uh, by a field goal, but uh, I think they've got a shot to beat Georgia. Yeah. Herb, we were, you were ready to chime in, I think, on, on something here. Or, or did that... Oh, yeah, I was going to say, you got to remember, too, that, that Brett Bielema, he left a really good situation of his own volition at Wisconsin. I mean, it wasn't like – I'm not even sure how big of a raise he got personally. I, you know, his staff, you know, he got he got more money for the program at, at Arkansas, but – no, that that does not look like a great career move at this point. He, he's also the only, the, I think, the only coach in the history of football that ever said, "I'm not coaching in the Rose Bowl." Uh, <laughs> yeah, he turned, you know, he turned down that, and that's the one Barry had to step in and coach was uh, Wisconsin for the fifth time, uh, you know. But yeah, he he turned down the Rose Bowl trip to take that job. So uh, interesting. Uh, Blau, Jersey guy. Let's talk about all the 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 Mac, the the Mac Saturday schedule this week. All the great games in the Mac. Uh, I don't even know where to start um, uh, because they don't play any Saturday games in the month of November, and you have a big problem. With, you have a problem with this, and I don't have a problem with it, but you do. So tell me your problem with this. Why why, why don't you have a problem with it? Because no one cares. No, because they they you talk about Herb just said it. Follow the money. Okay. The Mac. The Mac the, why should the Why is the Mac going to go up against the SEC? 
uh, the you know the the Big Twelve on Saturday when they can get standalone games on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. They're not standalone. They're they're, they're competing against themselves. There's there's two games last night. There's three tonight. So they're they're competing for viewers against themselves, but no one watches. What, know, why do you have Why do you have a problem? Why do you care? Well, because it's I'm a purist. Okay, I like to see football <laughs> in November. Okay, that's that's my my argument. And the other thing is, I don't have a problem with it with, the, with them showing one or two games from the league during the week. But every game, come well, on. I think the reason the reason they do that is because it levels the playing field in terms of you know opponents, and then you know they they obviously are making some money on it with their ESPN thing. I mean, believe me, I've been to those games. I've been to DeKalb on Wednesday night. Uh, Northern played a game at, at Sox Park here in Chicago last year. Um, you know, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, it, I think it just, to me, it's sort of a sad commentary yes. on, on how much, you know, well, the money pecking order goes in college football. And you know, that's what you have to do. The money shouldn't even make. You know why? Because each of those teams, every team in the MAC, could get a million dollars by playing a guaranteed game against a pack, a Big Ten or SEC school, and they do it once, and they have the same amount of money they get from the TV contract. Well, they did well, they do that. They, do that. they already do that, but well, then they, you know, they still... okay, I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. I think it is wrong. That's all. Well, I mean, well, it's, it's survival. It's survival. You know when. When Jim Delaney was the commissioner of the Ohio Valley before he went to the Big Ten, he used to play basketball games at midnight to get on ESPN. Well, fine. No one watches. Well, <laughs> well, the, I mean, you know, like you said, the parents of these kids watch, and and it, 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 well, must, it, it, it must be worth putting on the television or ESPN would well. put it on television. It's got to be great. Netflix. So we care about that. We don't, obviously, right? Of what? About what? In three days of classes, playing a play a Tuesday oh, come, game. I'll Monday, give you, oh, come Wednesday. on about that student athlete. That then that, right. that went out the door a long time ago. I understand that, but don't don't bring it up as as a reason you care about the kids. I don't want to hear it. If you want to, if someone says we can do it for the money, fine. That's that's like let Jimbo. Let's do it for the money. I have no problem with that. He, he's well, I'm afraid that is that whole this whole issue is an indicator of life as a member of the group of five. Yep. You just you get you get on TV when you can, and you take you take the few crumbs that they're going to give you. That's it. That's and, uh, it. But what do you get yourselves? What do you have competition against yourself? There's three back games out tonight. No, no, that no. I think I, I I agree. That is that is a good point. If, you, if you're going to play three TV games, play them on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So yeah, I mean yeah. that's fine. But but you playing against each other? Yeah, it, well, I agree with that. Well, you know, it, it's just it's 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 their choice, and like he said, it's it's survival, and they're trying to get whatever right. they can yeah. in a system that is not you know is is not conducive to their survival. So it's it, it's tough. Yeah, also, pushing and then got all year anyway, just in the last five minutes. All right, well let's uh, uh, let's move on and get to get to some of the big games um, this week, starting with the the biggest Herb. Herb wrote a really good story about this, the Miami-Notre uh, Dame game, and he covered uh, Catholics versus convicts in, in 1988 back in the, in the or late 80s with Lou Holtz. And just tell me about this game. And I, you brought up an interesting point, um, a, a bunch of interesting points. Just first of all, the how, how much more fun we talked about Lane Kiffin, but you mentioned that you know when Lou Holtz was running and, and Jimmy Johnson were part of the show, you had a quote that said, making college football fun in a way that is no longer possible, and I thought that was a, that was a good way to sum up 
not just that game, but the uh, the hype uh, uh, and the circus around that game. And go ahead, Herb. Yeah, you know, that was really just an amazing environment. I mean, that game started with a little scuffle pregame with the, because they all go on that. There's only one tunnel at Notre Dame Stadium. And then at the end of the game, lots of controversy. If anybody saw, there's a, there's a really excellent 30 for 30. I think it, it might even be two hours oh, yeah. long. Oh, yeah, really good. About the t-shirts, the whole deal. It was, it was a, just a different era, you know, I, when I think about, you know, being down on the sidelines three years earlier when Miami was just pounding the, the daylights out of Notre Dame uh, in, in the Orange Bowl, and there were a handful of kids who were there. They lose 58-7 to seven to Miami, and then three years later, they're in position to do what they did. Uh, and, and, you know, the, just the whole atmosphere of it was, it was just a simpler time, and you know those those kids were so pure uh, in their in their desire for it you know it was it was just a whole different kind of a deal i mean Notre Dame wasn't they they had Tim Brown won the Heisman trophy the year before that but he was gone and um Miami was this perennial power i mean i'm sure Blausen they they lost maybe one or two games a year for an 8 year span yeah so you know Notre Dame to steal that one was just an amazing thing. Um, yeah, you make an interesting point, and we'll maybe we'll get Tony and, and Jersey guy, who's a, who's a Miami uh, you know flag waver. Um, that you that Herb, you think that playing at Miami this week is almost easier than than it was? We got a lot of background noise. Tony, are you walking your dog, or are you letting your dog out? I, I, I excuse me, guys. I was putting my dog away. From <laughs> Mr. Booster Champ was getting ready to make a bunch of noise, so I apologize for that. No, that's okay. But, uh, you know, and you mentioned that game is not at the Orange Bowl anymore. Um, Miami plays at a different stadium a long way from Miami. Um, so you think Notre Dame actually has an advantage. Mark, what do you think about the uh, about Notre Dame coming into wherever they, the Davy or wherever It's Miami not going to be the Orange Bowl, but right. from, 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 from what I gather, it – the Miami fans will show up for this game, and they'll make it as close to the Orange Bowl as they can. It won't be a Notre Dame home game by any stretch of the imagination, and it will be an advantage for Miami just because because it is Notre Dame, and, and all that stuff has been brought up. Uh, but what's going to happen on the field, I don't know. I, I still have great doubts about Miami pulling this off. Really? Uh, but 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 it, I, I think the field will, will work to Miami's advantage. Tony, are you a believer in the Miami now after what uh, after what they did to Virginia Tech? Well, that yeah, I was skeptical about Miami, but I, I thought they were very impressive against Virginia Tech. But I've been watching this Notre Dame, and her, her like Herb says, Herb and I were there when they played Georgia, and uh, that's the only time all year they haven't been able to really, as they say, impose their will on the other team. Yeah. Uh, they've done they've done it on everybody else. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it's a really good Notre Dame team, and, and they got exactly the kind of team that you need to go into a place uh, like Miami and win. So I, I like I like Notre Dame in this game. Yeah, the one thing go ahead. I on is uh, Notre Dame's got some bumps and bruises. I, I don't know how serious they are. Uh, they might not be serious at all, but they got some bumps and bruises, and you know that was part of the deal. Everybody's scratching their head still at what happened to Ohio State out in Iowa City. But 
they had Ohio State had some bumps and bruises. They had two offensive linemen leave the game, and then their their stud D lineman got talked for targeting. You know those those things. I thought Alabama had some of that uh, over the weekend too. But but Notre Dame, I would watch. You know, I, I like them if they're healthy, but but I'm not convinced that they're they're as healthy as as we might think. Yeah, I think they're really good. I think the the issue with Notre Dame, and they will come up and face this. Is you know you if you stop the run on them, then you you make that quarterback pass the ball, and that's kind of been mm-hmm. where their weakest is. You know he's still hovering around fifty percent completion ratio. A, a school like my uh, Alabama, uh, which will stop the run, uh, then 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 Notre Dame uh, all of a sudden has problems if they can't run the ball. And so far, like you said, they've imposed their will on everybody. Um, so it, that that should be interesting. What all right? Let's. Uh, I know we got Tony. We got to get rid of you in a in a in a little bit. Um, you have other obligations, but quickly let's let's run down the schedule. Let's hit some of your. You mentioned Georgia at Auburn. Um, now I know you, you know you're you sort of. Uh, this is the second time you said Georgia would have a tough. I forget the other guy. I think it was a Florida game. You thought Georgia might struggle. Georgia <laughs> yeah, Georgia exactly. did, Georgia did not struggle against Florida. Um, when. Yeah, because Florida, Florida was in the tank. <laughs> you didn't see them just laying down. <laughs> and, 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 and they were in the tank at Missouri last week. They were deep. They were. Oh, they were. They were, under, they were underneath the tank last week at Missouri. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, uh, if Georgia beats Auburn, is, is that uh, is that the final thing for you with Georgia? You're waiting to see, or you're waiting to see, um, or do you think you you think they will beat them? You just think it's gonna be a tough game, yeah. right? I just think it's going to be a tough because Auburn, Auburn, easily uh, the the two best. This will be the best run defense they face. This and Notre Dame are the are the two best run defenses yeah. they face, and they've been able they've been able to run the ball on everybody. Now, a good sign was last week. Uh, Jake Fromm, the freshman quarterback, threw it twenty two times. That was by design against South Carolina because right, right. the issue the issue is what is Georgia going to do if somebody can slow down their great running game. And Auburn has the ability to do that. So I, I, I think it's a field goal game. It's a 27-24 kind of game for Georgia. All right, you heard it here. Um, Herb, you got uh, any, uh, Iowa at Wisconsin. Uh, Iowa uh, at Wisconsin. Any, what do you think? Well, you know, Iowa has this way of playing phenomenally well at home against top-rated teams. I, I don't know. I'll be interested to see. I want to see that they can do that on the, on the road. I don't think they can. I I, I don't. Yeah, you, you mentioned Iowa's. For some reason, going to Iowa's is a the tough one of the toughest trips anywhere. And, and they but, get really jacked up. And they also, I think they coach. They get coached up better. I mean, they did some really good things both defensively and you know, I mean, to 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 make that interception at the at the start of the Ohio State game and. And they tricked up some things on offense. I mean, you can only do that so many times, and and, and it works better at home against a top opponent. You know, yeah. when your players are juiced. I, that said, I don't. You know, Wisconsin isn't the you know the juggernaut that that we thought Ohio State was in, in many ways. So you know, we'll see. It's a good test for Wisconsin, but I think they'll handle it. Right. You know, the other game is of course Michigan State at Ohio State. Um, that's not the game we thought it was going to be. Um, Big game for now, Michigan State. <laughs> it's, you know, Michigan State looks good and Ohio State doesn't. But, 
but that'll be, you know, that'll be an important game because it really tells, you know, what's going to, who's going to come out of the East. And as we said before, that could determine, you know, who the, the big Ten's best bet is for the playoff. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I got, as, as an outsider, look at in her, did uh, Urban Meyer just do a lousy job getting his team ready to play last week? Yeah, I think he did. You know, I mean, and he also he he also you know stuck offensively. They they did some some strange things, and 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 he stuck to his guns in some ways that he probably shouldn't have. But he's he does that at times. You know, he had that deal against Michigan State a few years ago where he didn't you know he didn't give the ball to Elliott, and Elliott started howling about it. You know, I we didn't see any. I don't. I didn't not really any howling this time. But yeah. It might have been, you know, one of Urban Meyer's worst efforts as, as a head coach. Yeah. All right, uh, Tony, are you are you about ready to peel off, or do you have like a couple more minutes? What's your what's your situation? I got I got a couple of more minutes. All right, let's talk about TCU at Oklahoma, and wrap this up. Uh, uh, issues with Oklahoma. Uh, they're obviously one of the explosive offense, but they sort of remind me of the 1998 UCLA Bruins with Cade McNown that had a phenomenal offense and a terrible defense, and uh, they could never resolve those two issues. Uh, they, or they wrote it a long way. But can a team they, that, that plays this kind of defense um, go all the way? I guess is the question about Oklahoma. And, and TCU is a, a, you know, coming to town and, uh, and a formidable opponent. So Oklahoma, are you know fraud or, or fact? Anybody? I mean, I mean to well, me, I, I, offensively, they're they're the real deal. I mean, Baker, Baker Mayfield is in the process of wrapping up the Heisman Trophy, and he was he was unbelievable last week. But you always have to say if they play a real defense, what happens? Okay? Right now, they don't. You know, they're not going to score sixty-two, but they may score thirty-five, and thirty-five with their defense is enough to get beat. Is not enough to win, right? So that's that is going to be the issue. And do they play? You know, do they? You know, TCU, only team in the conference that plays defense. What's that going to look like on Saturday? Because Gary Patterson has a way of coming up with something good for games like this. Yeah, I think this is the tell. This week we'll find out. Jersey guy, any final thoughts? Well, I, I would never underestimate a Gary Patterson coach team because, I mean, and, and the question guys, is, excuse, excuse me, Blau, I interrupt. I apologize, right. guys. I got to go. All right, Thanks. we'll see you later. Tony, Tony, Tony uh, is, is, is left the building. Okay, carry on. We'll finish this up. I would never underestimate a Gary Patterson coach team, and, and the fact that they play defense is, is going to be interesting for Oklahoma. And the other thing is, is everyone's talking about Baker Mayfield being a Heisman front runner. I think he's got it at one unless he screws it up. And this is a chance where he can, if he, if he, has, if he has a, you know, a, a game like JT Barrett had last week, then then the Heisman race is open. So this is going to be a big game for a lot of reasons. Yeah, and as much as Baker Mayfield did last week, uh, his his rise was also was contributed by other people not doing much. I mean, you know, uh, oh, Bar- Barkley fell off, Barrett fell off, oh. Bryce Love had one run at uh, you know, but Stanford lost, uh, and he didn't. You know, he he's still not he- completely healthy. So uh, you're right. It uh, you know he 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 had he had really good timing last Saturday, but. Uh, all right, well let's uh, let's get out of here. We've already lost one. I will mention Herb your your book Victory March on the the 1988 Irish still in bookstores uh, bins for a dollar. I think you can find him. Uh, and, and, and I will get exactly <laughs> nothing out of that dollar. 
me up. You know, I didn't, it didn't even occur to me that that book would still be floating around. And, you know, God bless Amazon. Everything's out there. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was a, a quickie in, the, in every sense of the word. It's, it's worth looking at your story just to see because you did so, you know, you had some graphics and you took pictures of the book. But the, just, the pic, just your picture uh, alone is, uh, is, worth, is worth a dollar, I think, just uh, that, little, that, that mug shot 30 years ago. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I wonder how many of those books are, are, are out there. What, how many printings did you have of this or was it a, you know? Well, there were just, there was just one on the paperback. I, you know, I always took solace in the fact that this publisher had a book on Mike Ditka right after the Bears won a couple of years before that. <laughs> the guy who wrote that was not happy with sales either. I don't want to say this too loudly because the the descendants of those of that publisher are are still floating around. But right. uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Our friend Andy Bagnato used to pick them up at the dollar bin <laughs> when we would be scooting around the Big Ten, and he'd throw them at me. So I still have a few dog-eared copies laying around. Oh man, I'll bet you that was a lot. Yeah, you know, I could imagine it's a lot of work for uh, you know. Uh, for not not a huge payday. That's the thing about book writing, I guess. You know, if you if you, you put in all that, uh, you know, heart and, and sweat, and and uh, you hope it pays off. And but was it fun to do? At least, I mean, did you enjoy it? It was. was it... And you know, the the funny part was, I remember I, I like had to go to the wall with the publisher to get him off of a three figure advance and. <laughs> and then I, I said, you know, you're going to get exactly the amount of time you pay for on this exactly. advance. Right, yeah. So I, I really put the gun to my head and, and I, I wrote it on a Macintosh uh, 128K, one of the original Macs. Oh, my God. And, and you had to like print out, you know, if I wrote like one little 800 word chapter, I think it had to be printed out or put on a separate floppy disk. Wow. Well, you know, I, ne- it, I, I never saw the movie. I know I'm sure it was made into a movie. Uh, but yeah, but uh, I must have missed it. it was, they could maybe it's on Netflix somewhere or USA Network or anyway. All right, well let's get out of here. We've already we've already overextended our our welcome, and uh, we'll be back next week. We hope we all hope. And uh, adios, everyone. Bye.